Welcome. Welcome to Lessons from High School Dropout. My name is Troy Thomas Joseph Fitch, and I want to thank you for taking time to listen in, watch us on YouTube, and I know by now some of you are catching us on Spotify, Anchor, Breakers, Podcasters. There's Google Podcasts just this morning was, was given up, Overcast. So we are being picked up by various, various podcast platforms, and we're getting some nice results from listeners who want to join in with us and also share some comments, which I did get a nice comment back from an old client of mine from back over 30 years ago. 35 years ago, Don Rogers and I got to know one another through our business relationship. And a matter of fact, maybe it wasn't 35. I don't know how long it is. How long is it? Well, yeah, it's been 35 years. 31 years ago, Don Rogers was my bodyguard. And this is kind of a lead-in to what we're going to be talking about today. Don, I don't know. He's probably about six foot two, three, four. I mean, he's a big guy. And if you're going to have a bodyguard, you, you do really want them bigger than you or at least somewhat looking like they have the ability to take care of the other person that they're supposed to be there to take care of. Well, I was an Elvis Presley impersonator on the telephone to a local radio station in Kansas City where I grew up. And yeah, I'm going into the segment of what we're talking about right now. And as an impersonator, I would call in the radio station. I'd just play little pranks like I was Elvis Presley. They got to liking it. It was Max Floyd and uh, Frankie Hutchison from North Kansas City High School, the school that I dropped out of. Well, that hot little girl was on the radio with Max Floyd. And I was like, man, here's the prettiest girl in my high school I get to talk to. And nobody else gets to right now. That was just kind of a fun thing for a young guy when you're 21 years old, 22, 23, whatever I was. They would actually ask me to call in at certain times, dates, and even once or twice they even called me at my office where I worked. I thought that was pretty cool to have Max Floyd calling the Troy the boy. Well, my alter ego at one point in time was Elvis Presley. I enjoyed his music. I enjoyed um, just everything about what Elvis was as a human, as a as a singer, as a as a, as a person who was. Um, very unique and different. I tried to be that way all my life. And um, sometimes they even sported the glasses around on my casual drive through town. Maybe one day we'll pull those little glasses out and share them with you. But we're going to be talking about the idea of an alter ego. And this may sound kind of strange, but, you know, I know most of us, you know, are familiar with Iron Man, right? But... Iron Man embodied something special, and it empowered a, a person, right, to be somebody different. Look at Captain, you know, Captain America, you know, uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, look at, look at, look at, look at somebody who we can we can look at here in modern times, and that's Beyonce, right, Sasha Fierce. A few years back, she came out and said, I'm, not, I'm no longer going to be Sasha Fierce. She was retiring herself from her alter ego. 
Now you and I had, had to ask, why has she got an alter ego? What's up with that? Well, here it is. You know, all of us grow up a little differently, and some of us very similar. But Sasha was a singer, and and she and she sang in church often. But when she wanted to become you know, a sexy pop star, it kind of didn't really go well with her background because her presence on stage when she would sing and for her church was much different. So she created a fictitious, fictitious image, Sasha Fears. It helped her break through, right? You ever been in a situation say, you know, what would so-and-so do? How would so-and-so do this? Well, it's natural to say this because we want to invoke that person's ability that you and I know would help us push through, but they can't do it for us. Give you another example. Winston Churchill, he had an alter ego. It happened when he would put on his hat. He chose a variety of hats for special occasions. Even the occasion when he was begun to become Prime Minister of England, he took in-depth time to feel what he was going to wear would be right for the moment. You know, there, there was a study done by a professor at the University of Minnesota. Her name is Stephanie Carlson. She's the director of childhood development there. And Stephanie brought a group of researchers into the school. And what they planned on doing was to have a group of four-year-olds come in and they were going to be studying executive function. Now, executive function, it, it, it brings in flexible thinking, your working memory, your impulse control. And they took this group of young four-year-olds and they separated them into two groups. One group was going to be asked to invoke like the presence of Batman. Because we know that children do a great job at pretending. And it's so fun to be the AGIM and see young people developing. And when I was talking to my old, Don, old friend Don Rogers the other day, he very much told me how much fun it was. And I got a joy out of listening to him share all the little joys he gets from him. That's special. Children are special. And quite, quite frankly, they do have their own fears, but sometimes they're fearless at trying something new. Whereas you and I, you know, what do you mean I'm going to act like Elvis Presley? What do you mean I'm going to try to embody Winston Churchill? Well, if you're going to go do a TEDx talk, you better talk like somebody who knows how to talk real good, right? Maybe a former president. Maybe someone you saw on TEDx. Maybe it was a school teacher. Maybe it's a relative an uncle, an aunt, a mother, and say, I, I want to embody that. Just the other day, I was uh, sharing with my wife something I was going to talk about this time. I was going to talk about this today, 
And I said, you know, I've been doing this all my life. There are special people in my life that I've brought into my life to give me that empowerment, to give me that sense of, hey, what would David Allen do in this situation? When I had a construction company that I, I built up, it has challenges, right? I'd call David on occasion. I'd tell him about my challenges. He'd say something so simple that I'd go, okay, I got to go do that. Right? I call my friend Paul Williams, who I work with in the financial industry. He would make it seem so simple, and yet I was struggling with it. So, you know, there's people we can call, but sometimes there's people we can't call. Like my father-in-law, I would ask him for tips or advice sometimes. He's no longer with us. He passed away in 2011. My grandfather, my grandfather, Theodore Fitch, he was someone very special to me because I watched him work. I watched him publish his books and he was a writer, an evangelist, a speaker. And I, I invoke these two individuals, my father-in-law and my, and my grandfather, through wearing their old t-shirts. Now, that may sound strange to you, and that's okay. It's Everybody's got their own thing. Maybe you need a hat. Maybe you need a pair of glasses. Maybe you just need to take some time and say, you know, who are those special people that I admire? Sometimes I say, hey, I just want to think a little more like Elon Musk. I mean, he's kind of out there, right? There's some levels you want to think like him, but maybe some you're not. But just having fun. So listen. Let's go into this research. These four-year-olds were divided into two groups. One group, Batman and Dora the Explorer. The other group, just go in and take care of the task. Now, the task was they had a clear box. And in this clear box was a toy that they put inside. And they locked it. And they gave the children a set of keys. And each, each child could do this individually, one by one. And they told the children, says, when you're done, just simply set the keys down and we'll know you're finished. Now, the group that had the presence of Batman or Dora the Explorer in their minds pursued this. And when they did, they discovered that, number one, they were less frustrated. They stayed on task better. They tried longer. And... They just didn't get that frustrated. Matter of fact, one of the children actually said, Batman doesn't get frustrated. So there you go. Right? Young man was embodying it. Doesn't get frustrated. You get me in situation, and I'm just Troy the boy back there, working in my office. Next thing you know, Right? I get frustrated. Well, maybe there's a way around this. Maybe there's a way we can picture ourselves and say, who's the best version of Troy Fitch I can be this day? And what's it going to take for me to persevere through the things I'm going to do today? Maybe it's just an everyday day. Maybe it's a special moment where I need to say, you know, I'm going to wear my grandpa's t-shirt. It's so frazzled but it's going to drape in between my shoulders and 
I'm going to have Grandpa with me today. Now, the other group of children didn't embody anything, didn't invoke anything, just tried, but not as much. Set the keys down a little sooner. Got frustrated and just kind of, see at one point, frustrated and just lay the keys down. Well, we all do that. But if we're at a point, a pivotal point in our lives, where we're building a business, running a business, and we say, or we're working on some things with a client or something, we say, wait a second, wait a second. I'm not quitting. I'm not quitting. You see, I have a hard time quitting at anything because I had a father who worked two jobs for 25 years to help our family. So, know that there are people in your lives walking around us who have gifts that we don't have and we say, I want to be more like that person. I want to be able to not get as frustrated. I want to be a little more cool and collect. I want to be more outspoken. I want to not have the fear of speaking in front of people. You know, Jerry Seinfeld once joked in public about about people who go to a funeral. Most people at a funeral would rather be inside the coffin than up there giving the, what do you call it, the, the message. I can't remember what you call that. The message, the eulogy during the funeral because they're so afraid of public speaking. So, do you think that the great orator, Winston Churchill, Martin Luther King, ever had a little fear? Probably so. Probably so. They, they had a lot of difficult challenges they faced. So, if we think our challenges are not so much that we need to have that, then great. But if you just want to have a little more enjoyment out of what you do and how you operate, you want to grab a hold of them, grab a hold of a totem, maybe it's glasses, maybe it's hat. Maybe, we'll go back to my first opening episode. Maybe, I'm going to go ahead and do this right now for the fun of it. It's a wig. You see, during my first episode... I put this wig on because I was doing take after take after take on trying to create what I was going to say. And I was becoming frustrated. So I lightened it up. I had this thought, well, if, if I'm telling the story about how I had a dream when I was 16 that I was going to be a professional salesperson, I'd be a good one and I'd actually, actually be able to have long hair. I don't know. I thought it was important that I wanted to have my hair longer. I went to this private Christian school for a few years and that really frustrated me because I couldn't have the hair I wanted. They wanted it way up over here. And you know, like I'm bald already, like it really mattered. By the time I was a salesperson, I didn't even have long hair anymore. I wanted to be real astute and professional and clean cut. It was built in me. But when you're 16, 1970 something, you want to have longer hair. Especially if you're if you're Idol Elvis and he's got longer hair and sideburns you know, going down his chin, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So some, sometimes you got to embody a little something else to push through and move you through to advance to what you really want to do. 
And yeah, I took off that wig to show you in that first episode how we can just be happy with who we are. So listen, if this resonates with you, if this kind of says something to you, and maybe you already do this, or maybe you, you've had the thought of this and just haven't really pursued a little further, pursue it. Pursue it. It will give you breakthroughs, folks. It'll give you breakthroughs. You can record yourself through your days. I make recordings on my iPhone all the time as to what my thoughts are, and so I can maybe share it later on or make note or write about it. But when we take time to look deeper inside of us, we can, we can discover so many better things that we can embrace to move us forward with better ease and better ideas coming to us. I can tell you right now, this is nothing new. And matter of fact, the word alter ego comes from the root word in Latin, and it is other I. Other I. Alter ego. You see, I teach everything that we embody is what right here within us. I demonstrate and share with professionals as as professional sales trainer that you have a gift inside of you if you're supposed to be in sales. If you if you're if you want to pursue in, in sales, you gotta you gotta learn that gift that's inside of you as to how to communicate with people on a real basis, on a real level. Where it's where it's where they feel it. And the other eye that's within us is giving this ability. It's giving us this ability. It's nothing new. It's nothing fictitious. It's innate. That's why little children pretend. It pushes them through. It gives them a sense of security where they are. You can swing in trees and you can you can go through the the sticks and the weeds and the mud and the, everything you face inside the woods, which I grew up in playing in a lot. I didn't have fear of bugs and things like that, but I know some who do. And they're kind of too old to still be so afraid of bugs. But that's because they weren't exposed to it. So expose yourself to things that might challenge you a little more so you can find the breakthrough. Listen, it's all deep inside of us. The gift, the dream, the vision. Hold that vision. Read this book. This book was Cameron Harrell's Cook's big breakthrough in book reading about four months ago. I shared this on a recent podcast. When a 22-year-old young man can walk in my office, sit down, and say, Troy, Mr. Mr. Fitch, I should say, Mr. Fitch, I want to tell you about that book. I think it's important that I share that with so many people. I've been reading and studying that book for some time. And in 1993, I didn't quite grasp it yet. It took some time. 
it does take time to grasp certain things. So if you don't grasp a book, keep it around, bring it back, and try it again later. Right? I encourage people to read, and I encourage you to make comments on us, questions. Like Don Rogers sent me an email to my, my email, Lessons from a High School Dropout. And listen, when we, when we invoke a higher power, an alter ego, a fictitious image that helps us break through, we're moving on a frequency. That's all it is. We're moving through the field of energy. Now I share this because I think it's important we, we all know that we're moving into a new age. And it's not going to be weird, it's not going to be funky, but it's going to be different. And when we get there, it's going to be better on the other side. It may not seem like that right now, but I wanted to bring something light, something different, to help us push through. Listen, thank you for tuning in today. That's about all I've got, other than the thank yous for all of the clicks on my YouTube channel, all of the likes and subscribes, comments, and if you ring that bell on my YouTube channel and subscribe to us, it makes a big difference in what we're doing here. We're not just here to talk. We go outside and we talk to the world. We teach business professionals and we go into jails and prisons. Because all minds matter. We gotta build people. We gotta strengthen the minds of those who need it. Idle minds are the devil's playground. That's why my mission is to go back into the jails and prisons who are who are filled with about ninety percent of them being high school dropouts. And they matter. Right? Maybe I'm lucky, maybe I worked harder at it, I don't know, but you know what? Everybody needs a little bit of something else that we all have to share. So share something great with someone this week, read a little more, like us on Facebook, Instagram, share our podcast on YouTube, or you can, as like I said, you can find it on Spotify, Podcasters, um, Google, Google Podcast, iTunes, you can find us, and we appreciate those shares. Until next time, thank you so much, and let's have a little more Iron Man on the way out. Folks, thank you. Thank you very much. Until next week, ciao for now.